a very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan uh, for the next 40 minutes to an hour or so. We're going to take your calls, by the way. If you want to WhatsApp or text at any stage at all, remember, you always can. The number, as usual, 85 100 That's it there on the screen. 85 100 Today, of course, uh, I did mention on Twitter earlier on the sad passing of Sinead O'Connor. And today, I suppose the country is deeply saddened by the news of Sinead O'Connor's passing. And the journey, wherever she believed she was going, it was kind of confusing over the years what Sinead believed in. She was a misunderstood individual. And uh, wherever she's passed on to, we wish her well. And she'll never be forgotten. But one thing that Sinead O'Connor was famous for, apart from the wonderful talent that she had for singing, was, of course, being outspoken. She didn't care what people thought. She actually led the way for many people in Ireland to speak out. And that very famous moment that most people will remember when she was on Saturday Night Live in America. And of course, Catholics and Christians in America were not too pleased at the time. And I remember at the time there was this whole thing about burning her albums, as they did with the Beatles many years before that as well. But this was a changing moment in Irish history, whether you realise it or not. And I'll explain why in a second. Let's just watch the video of what she did on Saturday Night Live. We have confidence in the victory of good over evil. Fight the real enemy. What an interesting moment in American television, in Irish history. And it wasn't that Sinead O'Connor led all the investigations or she had any prior knowledge. But for many people around that time, there was a deep understanding that we knew there was something going on within the church that was evil. But nobody spoke out. Even at one stage, I remember there was a story going to run in one of the newspapers in Ireland. This could have been before Sinead O'Connor actually said that. And three bishops went and literally stopped the press. Three weeks after that particular incident, she appeared on The Late Late Show with Gay Byrne. And that was the start of what we now know were all the reports, one after the other. Worldwide, there has been so many victims of the abuse of the Church, of the Catholic Church. Now, I do want to separate, be very careful here, to separate the Catholic Church from God. I don't believe in God, as you well know, but I do have respect for people's belief in God. I don't have to respect your God, and I've said this a million times. You don't have to force me to believe in God, but I respect your belief in God. But where was she going with tearing up the picture of John Paul? Because John Paul was this wonderful, John Paul II, this wonderful, amazing man that visited Ireland and got an audience of a million people in a country that only had a population of three million at the time in Phoenix Park in 1979. So why did she pick on John Paul II? Well, he was the Pope at the time. And as much as you believed he was innocent in all this, he wasn't. Now, there are mixed reports on what John Paul knew. His name, by the way, was Karol Wichtila. And he was Polish before he was called John Paul II, because as you know, they don't keep their real names. But he knew of cases of paedophilia within the Catholic Church while he was still a cardinal in Krakow. He transferred priests to other dioceses. He transferred one as far away as Austria to ensure that no scandal would ensue. He was a pope for 27 years, from 1978 until his death in 2005. 
and wrote a letter of condemnation for a priest accused, a recommendation, say, for a priest accused of abuse to a Vienna Cardinal, Franz Kienog, without mentioning the accusations. From the late 1980s, allegations of sexual abuse of children associated with Catholic institutions and clerics in several countries started to be subjected to sporadic isolated reports. In Ireland, beginning in the 1990s, a series of criminal cases and the Irish government inquiries established that hundreds of priests had abused thousands of children over decades, just in Ireland. One of the most widely known cases of sexual abuse in Ireland, of course, involved Father Brendan Smith, who believed, or we believe, between 1945 and 1989, sexually abused 20 children in parishes from Belfast, Dublin and the United States. We had the Ferns Report, the Murphy Report, the Klein Report, and many were priests were jailed, but many avoided jail because of death, age or lack of evidence. Also, what was more notable in this whole thing wasn't the very small percentage of priests, and it was a small percentage of priests in the big scheme of things that abused children, but it was a larger percentage of those who knew about it. Bishops, note-takers, witnesses, cooperating stories. People knew what was going on. Some of the general public knew. The, the Garda Khan knew. There were so many people involved in what happened. But it wasn't so much about the abuse, although that was really important. It was about the power. The power the church had that allowed this to happen. And the highest ranking official of the Roman Catholic Church in Ireland, uh, Dublin Archbishop Dermot Martin slammed Irish Catholic orders for concealing their culpability in decades of child abuse and said they needed to come up with much more money to compensate all the victims. The John Jay report indicated there was 11,000 allegations made against priests, 4,390 priests in America, 4,390 people in the one occupation in America. An independent inquiry said it had concluded there was 216,000 victims of sexual abuse carried out by the French Catholic clergy between 1950 and 1920, or should I say 2020. The commission said in February 2017 that the most of the abuse took place in churches, with 7% of Catholic priests accused of abusing children in Australia between 1950 and 2010. It found that 4,444 alleged incidents of child sexual abuse had been reported to the church authorities. In some dioceses, more than 15% of priests were perpetrators. So anywhere worldwide, you can go from anywhere from 4% to 15% of priests were involved. Why? Why priests? Is it because they didn't get married? Is it because they were sexually frustrated? Is it because of the celibacy rules? Why priests? Why were priests? Is it because of power? Why were they taking advantage of children and mainly boys, young boys, you know why they picked boys? Because they thought boys would keep a secret. They thought boys would be too embarrassed to say anything later in life. So, what have we learned from all of that? People still go to Mass. And I find this strange that people still go to Mass. Now, Mass attendance has dropped off dramatically. But a lot of that has to do with education. A lot of that has to do with people, atheism. I suppose is on the rise, less people believe and take religion as seriously as they used to be. But after those reports, people still went to Mass and supported the organisation. I'm not talking about supporting God, but the organisation, the Catholic Church. People still praise John Paul. 
they still had photographs of him up on their walls of those that famous time in the Phoenix Park. But yet we know he knew about a lot of this. He was involved, like every other pope as well, with the exception of the latest pope. He knew, and he moved priests around and avoided the truth. So the question I'm really asking is, is it right to be going to Mass and supporting an organization, not supporting God, you can support God, of course, in your own home, in the privacy of your own home, but supporting an organization that was responsible for so much power and so much abuse in this country and worldwide. Let me know what you think. The number is 85 That's 85 Now, I got a message here. I want to read out this very quickly before I go to my first call. Hi, now, David here. I'm 34, son of a Muslim and a Catholic. I've never missed Mass unless I was ill. And I've got four children that I bring to Mass too. And I'm married, a non-Catholic. I get great comfort and strength from my faith. I'd be happy to come on and chat. As as I've got a quite colourful background. I was never really affected by the damage caused by evil people within the church because my faith is between God and myself. It is frustrating when someone in a position of authority abused their office. But if I was the devil and wanted to get revenge on God, I would do everything I could to infiltrate and destroy anything he made that was good. That comes in from David. And David joins me on the air. David, good afternoon to you. Hello, Niall. Thanks for having me on. I love the show. Uh, David, I I don't want this to come across as anti-religious or anti-God, but I suppose anti-Catholic Church. And when we look at it from a business point of view, the Catholic Church is the PR agency, I suppose, for for Christianity and for the Catholic Church in Ireland. Um, We all saw what Sinead O'Connor did. She was quite famous for that particular instant on Saturday Night Live, which led to this opening our minds to, you know, the Catholic Church are not always good. Um, how, when you say you go to Mass every week, and I, I respect your belief in God, by the way, but when you say you go to Mass every week, how can you support that organization or that part, that marketing company, that PR company, or whatever you want to refer to it as, for, the, for Christianity? How can you support that, knowing what they were responsible for? Thanks very much, Matt. Um I, I appreciate that, that there's a lot of people that would kind of look at the church from that perspective, but my kind of my approach is um, that obviously, like, I don't go to I don't go to a PR company every Sunday to get some kind of fulfillment from that. Like, my belief is that God started the church, and He started with a bunch of kind of fumbling, clumsy people like fishermen and um, uh, kind of, you know, trade people and, and stuff. And for the majority of the time, they hadn't a clue what he was on about until he explained it to them. Um, talking about Jesus, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all of, all of them, I think except for one, betrayed him in some capacity when, when the time came for him to be captured by the authorities for what he was preaching. And that kind of carries on throughout the centuries that the church has always been thwarted by uh, individuals who were kind of not... There was, there's a, a whole lot more people that are kind of behind the scenes that do, that's, mm-hmm. that do a lot of good than, than there are that do evil. But when I go to Mass on Sunday, it's, it's between myself and God and... You know, I'm not an expert in the church and how the church runs and, you know, all of the 
all of the workings of it. Um, you were saying there that um, Pope Francis is do, it seems to be doing a good job. Well, well, I suppose, well, I I, he, he's doing as much as he can within the rule book, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I would, uh, I wouldn't be under any illusion that the church is is all good, and you know, people say, oh, how can the church be infallible? It's actually not. Um, well, Sinead O'Connor referred Sinead O'Connor referred to the Pope as the Antichrist um, yeah, at one stage, and, and and I can see where she at the time people thought you know well she's just been anti-Catholic or just been anti-Church, but I can see where she came from when you think of what sure. previous popes I'm not talking about Pope Francis but what previous popes mm. uh, Cardinal Ratzinger and and Pope John Paul II when you see what they knew and what they did you would have to come to the conclusion that they weren't very godly. I don't know about, like, I don't know much about, about the thing with um, uh, Pope John Paul II, but I know Cardinal Ratzinger, or sorry, uh, Pope Benedict, um, he is, I, I'm going to paraphrase now, but... The, didn't he, didn't he move something. a paedophile from Munich to another diocese? I don't know about that, hmm. but what I, what I do know is, what I do know is that he defrocked something like 400 priests and he he had said he was quoted saying something like there's so much filth in the church but look that, look how long uh, it ta- david look how long he wasn't welcome in ireland let's be clear about that because that was a bad time bad timing for him but if you mm-hmm. remember he was meant to come over on one or two occasions and never did how long it took for the apology to come even though he was well aware of what was going on. He was responsible for the office within the Vatican that was dealing with this. And he was also responsible, before he was a pope, and he was Cardinal Ratzinger, for moving a paedophile in Munich, from what I remember, to a different diocese at the time. Um, a paedophile, a priest that he knew uh, was a paedophile and had numerous reports, which he was later convicted, from what I remember. But what I'm saying to you is, what's worse in all this is not the ones that did it. And from country to country, it varies from 2% to 15% of allegations mm. against priests, right? It's, it's those who knew. You know, you talk about Cardinal Brady in Ireland, who was the primate of all Ireland at the time, and mm. sat listening to Brendan Smith, who was probably one of the most prolific paedophile priests in Ireland, uh, who abused 20 children. Uh, his grave is covered in concrete. Many people say it's to make sure he doesn't get out. But he sat listening, claimed he was a note-taker, but he still witnessed that whole thing and he knew when the young child was giving evidence or giving his details and statement to the Catholic Church. Nothing was ever done. He never thought of calling the, the, the guards at the time and his defense for it many years later, back in 2012, when we spoke about it on the air, was, I was only a note taker. That's not good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'd agree, I'd so agree with a, you. Know, so like, it's those people. It's a horrific thing. And I think, David, it comes down to power. I think at one stage, the church, the Catholic church, not God, but the Catholic church had too much power. Magdalene Laundries, mother and baby homes. I'm not saying they didn't do a lot of good, by the way, because the church were responsible for education in this country and they picked up the tab where the government let us down or the state let us down. But they did a lot of bad as well. And maybe that was because they gave they were given too much power. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you about the... the um Oh, we lost David. David, have we lost you? Are you there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I do, I do apologize, David. I think we've lost you. 
Okay, hold on. I'll try I'll try and get those calls back again. Unfortunately, hang on a second. I'm going to have to just restart that there for you. I do apologize. I've lost our three calls there, but I will get them back again. Um, some of your texts and WhatsApp coming in. No, I think it's a bit unfair to blame everybody within the Catholic Church for the, the wrongdoings of the few. And I'm not blaming everybody within the Catholic Church. But it is a disproportionate amount of people. Um, and if you have any occupation where you have a disproportionate amount of people doing wrong, well, then you have to investigate that and figure out why. So we have a huge problem within the Catholic Church, a massive problem. And one that concerns certainly a lot of people. And I suppose the question I'm putting out there is, how can one go to, say, you know, a church every week and support an organization? And, and I'm not saying support God. Your, your relationship between you and God is one thing. But that's kind of irrelevant, the relationship between you and God. It's the relationship between you and the organization that promotes God. I do apologize. She's having a problem with her phone lines there. For some reason, they all just vanished on us. Anyway, we'll try and get them back in a second if we can. So let's uh, read it. Oh, there they are. They're back now. We, we, can, we can get those calls back now. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so what I want to know today is, if you go to Mass or you go into a church, are you essentially being a hypocrite? Because nobody supports abuse sexual abuse or violence. I would like to think nobody supports that unless there's something very strange about you. But yet people will go in to a church and sit down and pray. Or they will be part of a congregation and that congregation will sit down and pray. Anyway, some more of your messages in. Um, Niall, can I just say, um, I enjoyed reading your tweet this morning in relation to Sinead O'Connor. Yes, well, I'll tell you, in relation to Sinead, I met Sinead on numerous occasions um, because I've interviewed her many times on both the radio and in other ways as well. And um, she was always very nice to me, always very polite. I actually remember on my birthday, she knew it was my birthday and she was coming in for an interview and she hadn't forgotten but she had forgotten to get something, so she had grabbed something, I think, from her house, and it was this little frog, a little gold-coloured frog covered in little kind of diamante crystals. And uh, she just gave, she gave me that for my birthday, and I still have it. I must actually, I'll post it, I'll tweet a picture of it later on. But uh, she was a very funny person. She's a very serious person by times, but certainly a very funny person. I think a, very, a person that was deeply misunderstood, and she would be sadly missed. Let me go to Maureen, if I can. Thankfully, I have the lines back. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? Maureen, sorry, I'll try, and, I'll try and get David back. Actually, sorry, Maureen, just wait there because I just want David to finish what he's okay. saying. He's back there now. Sorry, David, I do apologise. We lost all our lines there for a second. Hey. A glitch in the system. I do apologise. No, no so, so, David, continue what you were saying in, in relation to supporting God or, yeah, you know, I mean, through the organisation. It's, 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 it's quite simple, like, from my perspective. Like, there's, there's all that stuff that goes on and there's all the, the, the kind of, let I, I like I go to a like a prayer in a circle every every month, and it's and the priest is talking about how there's like the Vaticanistas, and there's the people over there doing all that stuff, and that seems very far removed from, from kind of the day to day faith that I live out uh, with my family, and the like the 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 mass that you go to, it's it's its own community, like. Ultimately, you're going there to worship God and to learn about Jesus, and that—that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's—I don't know how it. I don't know, like it. 
so far removed from all of that stuff that goes on uh, at the upper levels that it doesn't it doesn't really con- it, like it, it concerns all that stuff you know it's important to kind of stay on it but actually it kind of takes you away takes away focus from the most important thing which is to be looking at God and but do you do you have to be in do you have to be in that building to to worship God because well, the, ch- I, the church is the uh, people isn't it it's not the physical thing it's the from, people from when I was from when I was a kid my, my like I got my faith like my grandparents met and uh, they they used to go and they were in a group called the Legion of Mary which is I remember that, yeah. that kind of help yep. remember them well support. I think my mother was and, in the Legion and, of Mary actually at one stage yeah it's a great <laughs> organisation and yeah. and they, they their 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 romancing consisted of helping the poor and for a good few years I lived with my grandparents and you know the travellers would come around and the, the gypsies would come around and be begging for whatever they have and they would never refuse them anything whether it was food or or money or uh, clothes or whatever they'd always give them something and that's and my grandparents used to bring me to mass every day i remember in particular during the summer you know i'd go to mass mm-hmm. them every day we go into supercon afterwards for a bun a cream bun and 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 the faith that i observed from my grandparents is what i wanted to pass on to my children so you inherited that faith but yeah, and, but, and but, but, but again, I, I say to you, what I'm trying to say I, I, to you I'll is... Get to, I'll get to that. Get, let me just have physical building um, aspects of it. Yeah. Sure. Um, th- there's, a, there's a group in the church called Opus Dei, and you've probably mm. heard them through the I have heard them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But the, the kind of the concepts, I, I, I'd be quite warm to the concept of Opus Dei, which was founded by a priest called uh, uh, Jose Maria. There was quite a lot of and controversy whole, around Opus Dei, wasn't there, at one stage, if I remember rightly? No, not, re- not really. Like, mm. Yeah, maybe around the Da Vinci Code and stuff, but like, I, mean, I know quite a few people in Opus Dei, and I would go to like Opus Dei prayer meetings and stuff, and it's, it's, like a, it's a personal, it's a personal um, kind of belief system that basically everything you do can be turned into a prayer. So your work there as a, as a broadcaster can be turned into a prayer. You know, if I'm doing the garden and, and, and what that means, you have to do everything to the very best that you, the best, very best standards, no cutting corners. And you apply that to every aspect of life. And that consists of the majority of your, of your faith. Um, when it comes to going to mass on Sunday, well, I like going to mass on Sunday, even if it's, even if the priest is not terribly interesting, um, there's, I remember that when I was a child hanging around the back of the church because my father would send me. Yeah. Uh, and then when I'd get home, he'd always say to me, "What was the gospel about?" He'd check to see if I was there. You know, I know yeah, yeah. Like, like I used to go to mass on my own when I was, you know, eight or nine. I'd cycle down the town and go to mass by myself if I had to. Because most of us know, were sent. We, yeah. Yeah, well, we were always like, Paddy laughed, we'd go to easy mass on Sunday, and I hated that because it meant it was only a few more hours where I had to go to bed and then go to school mm. the next day. So, Do, I, but, 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 but hang on for a second, David, if you can, because I want to just bring in some other people yeah. too, and I want you to stay with me as well. Uh, Maureen, no, hi. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Niall. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Maureen, you know, I find it difficult as an atheist and a non believer in God. And I, we can go into that conversation too if you want to. But I find it difficult to understand why people would support any organization that would be responsible for so much bad. Now, I'm not saying there's been good there. There has been good. There has. But, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff too. There is. 
and there's bad stuff in a lot of other places as well. But the whole yeah, you're right. But I wouldn't people, support them. But the point about it is, that people are missing the teaching, the true teaching of Catholicism. And I'm not surprised <clears throat> that we are talking about this today, night because I spent the morning listening to it on another radio show, and I said to myself, "Oh, off, here we go. We are off." And it's because well, it was, Sinead, well, it was bound to come up because being, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, Sinead. She remembered she's for her music been, and that, yeah, and she, this. She's yeah. being remembered for one thing only, and that was pairing up the picture of Pope John Paul. Yeah. Sinead was exploited all her life. She was exploited by radio presenters, TV um, presenters, journalists, you name it, they exploited her. Did she know it? She was an intelligent woman. Sinead knew the grass wasn't always greener on the other side either. But that's what she's being remembered for. No, and no, I know, I know. Well, well now, Maureen, I think that's a bit unfair. No, she's being remembered for her music. That's my opinion. You know, she's been remembered That's for her music opinion. too. She was being remembered on the radio show. I was listening to this morning for the very simple reason that I just said. And it was because of this. And somebody else decided to ring in other talk about, oh, well, the women were empowered and she was empowering women. Really? <laughs> were we empowered today? No. But this is another attack on Catholicism. And the true meaning of Catholicism is not being spoken about. It's just blame this one, blame that one. We, you, you're blaming humans. Christ established his Catholic Church, his church, which is the Catholic Church on earth. And he established it at the Last Supper. Sunday Mass and a morning Mass, you are not obliged to go to everyday Mass. You're only obliged under Catholicism to attend Mass on a Sunday. That is an obligation unless you cannot attend. And you're only obliged to attend Mass for the three quarters of an hour, or half an hour, whatever the Novus Order priests decide to run it to. The Latin Mass is different. It's longer. That's the only obligation you have. He established the church. All he's asking us Catholics to do is attend Mass one day a week. Give him that hour. Go to him. He has invited us to dine with him. Can we not take one hour, go and dine with him, and forget about what these humans have done, because this is done by humans, not by Jesus Christ. That's my point. Catholicism, the true it meaning may, is It may have hidden. been done, okay, it may have been done by human beings, and you're right, it was men, obviously, primarily. Although there were nuns responsible for evil deeds, too, within the Catholic Church. Yes, but and we know that. We know yeah, primarily that. priests, right? Yes, Male we know priests. that. But we're getting away from the but, 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 Yeah, but hang on. But why, firstly, we have to understand why they did it and how they believed they would get away with it. And they did get away with it. They got away with it for years. And the reason they got away with it was because the power of the church. Now, when we look at religion as a whole, religion has a massive amount of power, extreme power. Better power than any of the media could ever have. Because so many people in the world follow religion. You know, if it's not Islam, uh, it's Christianity, which is the two main religions of the world. So, so many people follow those religions. And when you look at Ireland back in the 1960s, not so much now, but certainly back in the 1960s, you daren't question a priest. You would never, <laughs> even though people knew... and. You know, people knew that, you know, oh, that priest is a bit shady there. Oh, well, there's rumours going around about him and the, even the guards knew. Nobody questioned their authority. That should have never been allowed to happen, Maureen. No, it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. We all know that. But it did. We know none and of they, it and they allowed it. But they allowed it to happen. And I'm not talking about the, the small percentage of priests who abuse children. I'm talking about the much larger percentage of priests, bishops, cardinals who knew that these were abusing children and did nothing about it apart from protect them. We know that too. 
Yeah. But the whole, again, you see, the whole, you see, the point about it is, the problem is that the true meaning, nobody is ever asking any Catholic, can you please explain to me the true meaning of your faith? Because I tell you something, you'll go into any mosque or any Protestant church, especially mosques, and you will get the real meaning of Islam because you have to sit and listen to it. And they won't be hiding behind the true meaning of Islam. Or any Buddhism or Hinduism won't be hiding behind the true meaning of it. Do you think any of this is not going on anywhere else? Of course it is. Of what we need is. to be talking about today is child trafficking. The biggest organization in this world today is child tra- trafficking. There are thousands, millions being made That's, from children being don't, born okay, and don't, sold. Don't, don't do the whataboutery because I have covered the child trafficking and I have talked about it and we will talk about it again. And you were right, it's disturbing. Absolutely disturbing. That's beyond disturbing, night. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, dis- it's despicable, right? And yes, people responsible yes. should go to jail and never see the light of day again. And I will talk about it again, but don't don't confuse two different topics. Because that's what like saying, no, that's like saying, what about drink drivers? No, hang on. That's like saying, what about drink drivers? What about this? What about the government? What about that? No. Let's just focus on one thing. Religion true, and the Catholic, and the Catholic Church. Do yeah, you accept... Can we focus on the true do, Well, do you accept that religion in general, or the organized organization of religion, i.e. the Catholic Church in this case, um, and somebody texts in and says, why are you not talking about Muslims? Because Ireland's primarily Catholic. That's why I'm not talking about Muslims. If Ireland was primarily Muslim, I'd be talking about Islam, right? But do you accept that they have too much power? Do I accept they have too much power? Yes. Religion. All religions have power, if you want to put it that way. Mm. What, what I accept, what I accept, and I am talking as a Catholic, and again, I'm going to give the true meaning of Catholicism. I am accepting the Catholic faith, the faith that Jesus Christ established on earth. He gave us 10 commandments to live by, 10 very simple rules to live by. That's all he asked. It's not my fault. It isn't any other of the laity's fault. That we we, we, we focus, well, well, hang on, we do focus very much on the Ten Commandments, right? And I'm not going to go into the, the I don't have yeah. the time for today. But those those moral codes of life, with the exception of the first two or three, which are quite selfish, which is you don't follow any other gods apart from me, or don't take my name in vain and all that kind of stuff. Those commandments were already... Well, selfish to me. But, but hang on, well, those commandments were already rules of life. Before the commandments, people knew murder was wrong. They knew thievery was wrong. They knew adultery was wrong. All those things were already wrong. People already knew that. The same way as, no, you know, they people... didn't. If you go back to Sodom and Gomorrah, they didn't. They thought it was perfectly okay. Well, well, what did God well, do? It's, he it's, obliterated them. Well, it's, well, people were I punished. Think. Before the, the commandments, people were punished for murder. People were punished for, thie- for theft. Those things were already in most civilized parts of the world at that time, if there was civilized parts, which there was, some civilized parts of the world. They were already illegal, and they were already wrong, and you were already punished for those things. It didn't take God to come along and tell us those things were wrong. I think as human beings, morally, we knew. I think, you know, as we evolved, we evolved with morals anyway. For, I mean, if, not, if you go right back to the God. caves. It did take God. The Romans were civilized, were they not? They were. How many gods well, did they to have? To some degree. The ancient Greeks, they all had gods. Well, that's what I'm saying. But we I'm have pagan gods, thing, yeah. yeah. But the whole point, again, it's quite simple to understand. Unless, unless Catholics and, and I, priests are at fault. Because in most of the churches in this country, priests are not teaching the true dogma of faith. Okay, well, well hang on for a second, David and Maureen, just stay there. Let me just go to Sienna very quickly, because I've got to go through calls quickly here now. We can make up for the last time when we lost the lines there. Sienna, hi. Hi, Mike. 
Fine, how are you doing, Sienna? Um, Sienna, do, do you still support the church? Do you go to Mass? No, I don't go to Mass, no. No. Well, listen, I tell you, well, there was there a friend of mine we were talking last week, we were saying about school years and years ago, and she was saying, do you remember after lunch we had our catechism, it was called then, Yeah. religious instruction, we used to call it, you would have said that as well. Yeah. And she said, do you remember limbo and purgatory? Oh, limbo well, and purgatory, I remember them, yes, as you remember them. Yeah. I think they're gone. I think they're gone. By the way, I'm not religious, so I don't. Know, I don't know, but I think they're gone now. Well, they went into liquidation. They're L- gone. Lim- limbo and purgatory. Yeah, that was when we kind of couldn't decide whether you were a good person or a bad person. It was a. Yeah. a ba- it was a baby went into. From what I remember from the teachings, it yeah, was a baby was went into bad. limbo, wasn't it? And and if you were, we didn't know whether you were good or bad. You went to purgatory. I don't know. I'm yeah. getting in limbo, and I don't know. I feel like I'm in limbo myself sometimes. So, but, but Sienna. <laughs> So, Sienna, what do you say to people who still go to Mass after everything we know about the Catholic Church? The bad stuff. I'm not saying the good stuff. I'm saying the bad stuff. I don't. To know something, really and clearly, I don't think they have any right to tell. Like, a priest can come along and say, right, you're, you're organizing a funeral. You're organizing a Christmas. And they can say, oh, no, we don't. We, we won't have any of those sounds. Oh, we want to have uh, photographs down the altar for Christmas. They have no right to say that. That's the house of God. Yeah. If I want, my, as I told you many times, I want a happy funeral. Now, no funeral is happy, but if you get me, <laughs> right. you know, I drive. If you want me, John, I'll give you a happy funeral. Oh, you know, when... When you when you pop yeah, your clogs, yeah, I'll, I'll right. say nice, I'll say happy things about you. Yeah, yeah. But like, I watched funerals on friends have died or neighbours, and you know on the webcam, Mandy would say to me, "I watched one last week." I like said, Mandy it was a very dead funeral. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I, I don't think there was supposed to be very happy occasions either. To be honest, generally, generally speaking. Actually, let me just come back to David in relation to that. Sorry, David. Just in relation to the religious yeah. aspects of life, you know, weddings, mm. um, <laughs> um baptismals, yeah. funerals. They're, they're not really religious occasions anymore because they're just traditions now, aren't they? You know, um, I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't like a, a funeral has a specific order like in the, in the catholic faith it's it's kind of you're you're praying for the praying for the dead you're also praying for the people left behind and stuff and uh it's a it's a mm. like it's a we final look, ceremony when we look at communion but, you know, and when we look at communion and weddings it's all about the money a, isn't it a bit wacky i don't know if you saw that video going around if, you know in ghana the way they do the funerals with the men dressed up oh and yeah step dancing <laughs> the, the music <laughs> is like, the music is great I isn't it a funeral like that. <laughs> yeah i'm always afraid the coffin's gonna fall off their shoulders that's all i'm afraid I know, yeah. but the, and i was talking to a guy one day from ghana i had him on the air and i couldn't believe it i said to him is that real or is that just a joke for TikTok? And he says, no. That's what he said, my mother had a funeral like that. He said, it's only done for people, elders in the town who are very respected. They do this right. and they kind of dress up in those suits and they put it on their shoulder and they dance with the music. And I'm going, it's real. Wow. Like, it really does happen. Actually, Maureen and David, just stay there for a second. And just let me go to Steve as well. Steve, <laughs> hi. I, I slightly missed that. Did you just say that people were dancing with corpses? 
Now they put the funeral up on or the coffin up on their shoulders. Have you seen the video, Steve? Of them dancing with no. the coffin on their shoulders. I you TikTok it. Search for it. It's okay, funny. well, okay, it's in, well, I think well, it's in well, Ghana. No, I thought you said they were dancing. I, do, I thought you said they were dancing with corpses. So no, no, no. I was clearly wrong on on that. Okay. Um. So yeah, look. The way I want to put this to people is, there's been more than three hundred priests found guilty of abusing over a thousand children. One thousand children now. We can say that organisations, every organisation has a problem. You know, the, the guards have certain corruption in it, and it doesn't matter what organisation, there's going to be corruption no matter what. But when the numbers are at what the numbers are at, I mean, a thousand children that we know of, I can only assume that figures ten times the amount, because we know what went on back then. And not just sexual abuse, but physical abuse as well. So, you know, with the nuns. So... I can understand people losing the faith in the church because the percentage has gone way. It's, it's at a tipping point. The church has tipped over. It has failed. It has failed its people. So I, don't, I understand that, you know, people like Maureen want to have love in their heart and practice the, the Catholic faith and all that type of stuff. But your organization has been stained beyond repair and I, it's probably best off if you look for a better club to join. Not true. Because you're true. just going to be you're going, you're going you're going to be thrown into the pit with the rest of them. Okay, can I get in there now? Um, yep. Do you like whenever all that horrid stuff about what goes on in the film industry uh, came out, like the whole Harvey Weinstein and everything? Did you stop going yep. to the cinema when when the government? Nope. You know, how, how much corruption and cronyism have you seen with the government? Do you stop paying your taxes? So very you know, much. Well, well, I, well, I don't think that's a good analogy, David. Okay, let's go back to the Harvey Weinstein analogy. Would you would you still support Harvey Weinstein movies? No, I wouldn't. Would you support no. Hollywood in general? Would, yes, I yes I do. Yeah. So the point is, you know, would I support the Catholic Church? No. Would I support religion in general? So that that's the actual analogy you should be giving there. I wouldn't I wouldn't support a Harvey Weinstein movie. No, of course not. No more than I'd support no, movie, if somebody movie, made a remake of Jimmy Savile's Jim will fix it. I wouldn't be supporting that either. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Any movie, any movie made under the Miramax brand, you, you best not watch then because there's a lot, there's a lot of good movies under under that, and, that, and that's his company. But I, you know, his um, name has been taken off all the credits for all those movies. Yeah, that's and here's the thing: it. if, if, that, if that I personally, if I if I see his name coming up in a movie, I will turn it off because I don't want to watch something made by a piece of shit like him. You know, so at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say to you is, you know, you being a follower of the church, the figures have tipped way past and the, the church has fallen over. It's not going to recover. It'll never recover from a stain like that. You can't unring a bell. We all know the truth. Steve, the argument is the church, hang on, the argument, Steve, the church is not the building. Or the organization, no, the church is the people. Isn't, isn't that the argument? Yes. So the church yes, is the people. Yes, and the representation of the church, the higher powers, the very top higher powers covered up the worst crime you could do on a child. Worst crime you could do on a child. They covered it up. How can you ever yeah. believe them again? How could you ever have faith okay, again? But, but let Maureen, let Maureen respond because you asked Maureen in the first place. Go ahead, Maureen. Okay, oh, to respond, what do you want to respond to me now, um, well, Steve? Well, respond to, respond to what Steve said. How can you ever support an organisation that was so corrupt, essentially? Or because I'm not looking at, at the, I'm not, you see, the Catholicism again. Can we get away from this organisation? I am a mm-hmm. follower of Jesus Christ. But you go to Mass. I believe, I, yeah, 
Do I go to mass? Do you? Yeah. I go to mass every Sunday now. Yeah, well, then you support Catholicism because that's the Catholic Church. I do because it's my faith. It's my faith. I miss supporting Jesus Christ and but his do you church have faith in that the he established on earth. I have faith in Catholicism. Okay, Maureen. I, Ma- in Maureen, do you have faith in the church? Do you have yes, faith in church. the people with it? Sorry, do you have faith of the people within the church? The majority are good people. There is okay. a minority and they're horrible. Nuns are horrible, priests are horrible, mm-hmm. we all know that. But the whole point about this discussion is Catholicism and the true meaning of Catholicism. And that's, that's the problem. That's not what this discussion is about. It, it, is, it, is, it is exactly, Steve, what it's about. No, it no, is what no, it is about. It's, it's, and you said that the being, church... No, Maureen, you said the church won't recover. Wait a minute now, tested. listen. No, you said the church won't recover. Christ himself said, the, hell, the gates of I, hell I will to, never prevail against his church. You look back at Cromwell's time. Persecuted Catholics in this country went to Mastrox. When Henry VIII overturned and destroyed England, Scotland went the same way. Persecuted Catholics yes. still attended Great, Maureen, Mass I, because they followed I, their faith. Maureen, I can understand and why you're getting Jesus Well, hang on, just one, one person at a time. Sorry, David, you want to say something to Steve there? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Steve said that the church is dying and, and um, why would I the church just mirroring something that Maureen Maureen said there like it's my faith it's it's my church um, and mm-hmm. and each local church is made up of the people that go to mass and they have a lot of influence over how over how things mm-hmm. are run now yeah coming up next week is World Youth Day and my 17 uh, year old sister is going o- is going over to it along with probably more than a million other Catholics and then in a, mm-hmm. in a coming up in a few more weeks is there's a group called Youth 2000, and they do run a uh, they run a bunch of youth retreats throughout the year. But there's a there's an annual big retreat, and there'll be more than a thousand young people going to it. And to say that the church is dead and that nobody's interested in the church is just I said that no, no, I said uh, the church complete. is dying. Yeah, it's it's. I wrong. said the church it's is dying. Wrong. I never said it's dead. Um, but here's the thing: the, no, the, sure, the church sure, is dead. Yeah, no, are all work. But ultimately, like, Steve, I have four children, okay? I obviously am disgusted by the prospect of some sicko doing anything to, to mm-hmm. any of them, right? Um, I I have a lot of friends who are, who are priests, and I could only, like, if, if it turns, if one of those people, like, in one of those convicted pedophiles, like, I can only imagine what people had to face when um, when they found out someone that they know and trusted was one of these people, right? But for them, yeah. like, I, I believe that people that are that way inclined, they seek out positions of uh, where they're Probably. going to get near you're, children. You're, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. But Dave, let me ask you a question here. Let me a quick question. <laughs> Let's say you had, you knew of a friend who was convicted um, of sexually assaulting a child. And it mm. turned out that your small group of friends who knew this friend also knew what happened, but never said anything. Would you stay friends with those people? No, I wouldn't stay friends with those people. How could I? No, you'd never trust them again. Exactly. You could never. No, I couldn't. I understand the point Steve is making, David. And, you know, I I work during the day, as you know, I work for uh, Classic It's Radio, right? Uh, For the radio station. And let's say, for example, you know, there was uh, abuse or two or three DJs were abusing people, which Mm. clearly they're not, by the way. Mm. But let's say they were, and let's say the CEO knew about it, and let's say the program director knew about it, and let's say a couple of people in sales knew about it. But not everybody was involved. The majority actually weren't mm. involved. 
Do you think anybody would, and, and it all came out and it was investigated, there was a full report done on it and it was horrendous. Do you think anybody would ever listen to the radio station again? No, they wouldn't. It'd be closed down. That'd be the end of it. Right. But, so. but, but the concept, hold on for a second. No, the concept of classical hits Concept of classic hits. I don't know. No, there. you're what you're. No, like, no. I'm. But yeah. But I'm not talking about the concept of religion. I'm not telling people okay, they okay, shouldn't believe. But no, because now if you want to use that analogy, what I'm saying is I'm not saying you shouldn't have faith or you shouldn't believe in God or Jesus Christ or religion. Oh, but I'm talking about no, this part of the organization. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Imprison them. Get get rid of them. But the organization classic hits still there. I I want to still listen to classic hits. I want to listen to the but My, best my of the problem 80s and 90s. is how can anybody? My problem is how can anybody ever have faith again? You said that you have faith in these guys in in the church I, and the people I within didn't say the I church. Had faith in these guys. Sorry, Ma- Ma- Maureen did. Maureen said that she had yeah. faith for, of the no. people within the church. You can never know people. people the- okay, well, well, ha- well, hang on, both of you. Let me just because I want to get to a few callers here. So I want both of you to stay there, Stephen, David, if you don't mind. Let me go to Sean as well. Sean, how are you doing? How are you? Um, Niall, I'll just give you, because I know you're stuck for time, a very quick one. Um, my mother and her family uh, were involved, um, and, you know, they were in the church, and um, they were being a frack and Golden Bridge. And, um, they went through horrific times. Oh, I'm losing your line there. You need to put this, uh, the phone to your face or something, Steve, or Sean. Me, yeah, go ahead, go on. Uh, my, mother and fa- uh, my mother and her family, they were in Letter Frack and in Golden Bridge, Niall. All right, okay. And, they went through horrific times, you know, absolutely horrific times. Now, um, what you asked, what I will tell you is that none of us go to church, um, only for the likes of it, you know, an hour funeral here and there. Or, you know, my, the only time my kids have ever went to church is a communion and confirmation oil. And I didn't even like that. I didn't even, I, I hated that. But they had to do it because of the skill, this and that and the other. So, you know, it, it, answer to your question, oil, no. And I don't have faith in any church. The government... Uh, the church, everybody that was involved back then, Noel, and um, the government, the Irish government tried to get, get this under the carpet as quick as possible. I'll never forget it. And I'll say this, Noel, um, the tune babies, you know, like, how can people still worship, you know, how can people still go to church? And, and Noel, if you look at it as well there, what Dave said, the church is a giant, it's a, it's no, a giant Steve thing. Said that, Steve, yeah. Steve said it. Well, well, religion, religion in general, by the way, with the exception of Islam, which is growing, uh, religion in general is is there. There is a, a huge reduction in the amount of people who believe in religion. But a lot of that is just to do with education. Yeah. Well, you look at you look at the likes of how many people applied for a job as a priest in the last couple of years. I think I think <laughs> there was, I think there was only one priest last year. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And I think, I think it was only one. Yes. Good look to the church, after what are you doing? In like, Ireland, you know, I'm talking about. Sorry, we're not in Ireland. Absolutely. Yes, I hate the place, Noel. And um, my kids hate the place. And this is, I have a very, very large family, Noel. And none of us, absolutely none of us, will ever go to church again. And their kids won't go to church. And their kids won't go to church. We'll educate these people. We'll educate all their kids and their grandkids about what happens. What, 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 what do you say to people who have great faith and they go to Mass every Sunday? I feel sorry for them, Noel. You feel, feel sorry for them? I do, yeah, I do. You know, because they're, you know, if it happened to them, Noel, they'd have a different aspect on this. They would have, I was listening to the guy there that he goes to church and his kids are going here, Davis, there, and everywhere. Yeah. David, if that, if that, if one of David's family, if this happened to one of David's family, he would have a totally different, um, 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 uh, you know, opinion on this altogether. I don't you know? agree with that. Sorry? I, d- I said I don't agree with that. It's, the thing you're depicting is, 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 is
if this was your mother and father, Jamie, we were talking about, and, and, and went, went through the horrific abuse, you would still go to church, would you? It's, it's like what, uh, Niall made a good analogy there about, about the corruption within, like if, if horrible things were happening in class to kids. Would you stop listening to classic kids? But or, or even let, let's use the BBC as an example. We've seen some horrific stuff happen in the BBC over the years. That maybe that's a better example because we've actually seen it happen uh, with Jimmy Savile and other presenters as well within the BBC. Mind you, not to the extent that's happened within the church, but certainly things need to be questioned. And, and you know what, David? That comes back to sorry, Sean. When you talk about the BBC, the Jimmy Savills and the Gary Glitters and all them people on the BBC at the time and David E. Travis and the accusations made against him as well and some other people within the BBC as part of that Me Too movement. Um, again, it comes down to one thing, power. Mm. So can I mention something there? I haven't spoken in a while. I've been quiet and there's a reason why I've been quiet. Because I genuinely, hand on heart, I feel for David and Maureen. Because you feel sorry for them. When you spend, I do, I do feel terrible sorry for them because all they want is their faith, that little bit of peace where they sit in the church and everything is fine, you know, and Doesn't they can have faith that there's that they could have faith that there's something better after this crappy life that we're in. So it, it's terrible that we're all on air going the thing you love, you know. We're going to take the piss out of it so much. And it's not taking the piss out of it, but point out the flaws within it. And it must be a hard battle in your conscience whether you do or do not support the Catholic Church. So I don't envy Maureen or this guy, David. I genuinely feel it, sorry. It, it, and I do, I, do get, I do get the idea of what he's saying. It's hard sometimes, David, to particularly, maybe not so much now, but certainly going back 10 years ago when the report after report after report was coming out, well, I, I, it was hard well, to defend it, isn't it? I remember even being in primary school, this is before any of these reports came out, you know, I had lads flagging me for going to math um, and stuff, so it's not, it's, it's not really a, it's not, it's not really a, anything new to me um, to, for people to be saying, oh, you shouldn't be going to math and stuff like that, I've, I've heard it the whole time and, you know, I have, a, I have a mixed background, as I said, you know, my father being Muslim and stuff like that and it's, Mm. You know, which is an unusual situation, by the way. I know your father is a Muslim. Very, very, very yeah. unusual. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have a different name to them. My my name is Dawood, <laughs> and not David. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but, by the way, why do why do because your father was Muslim and your mother was Christian or Catholic? Why did you choose Catholic over Islam? Well, I mean, you know, I I've been brought up with a kind of a healthy level of skepticism, and I'm always like this. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on even in Dublin. Like the Dominicans often have things on to for people who don't believe to kind of ask questions about what what mm. we actually believe. And actually, Islam is kind of um, <clears throat> I don't want to be uh, you know stepping on anybody's shoes. You better, you better not step in your father's shoes, or you'd be in serious trouble. <laughs> actually, well, hang on. Let, let me go. Well, hang on. Let me go to pa- Paddy McQuail if I can. <laughs> Paddy, how are you doing? How are you doing, Bill? Good, Paddy. Of course, the, the conversation today is not just about the sad passing of Sinead O'Connor, but of course of that moment that she's very famous for, which was tearing up the picture of the Pope, which led to everything we know today, probably about the Catholic Church. Yeah, well, she was a, a few Popes too early, because I'd say it was the, the photograph of this fellow that she should be tearing up. Oh, I, uh, I, I thought people liked him. Well, he, he's, he went out of his way to become a very popular person at the very start. He used to call phone people up uh, out of the blue, people he he didn't really know, phoned them up to to make them 
look like a person of the people, a man of the people. Now, if you go back to the 70s and 80s in, in, in uh, Argentina, he was under investigation when the whole regime of the time collapsed. He was under investigation, and a lot of the, the questions that were asked have not been answered. Now, now under, I, I'm not familiar with the story, but maybe you can enlighten me. Under investigation for what? For, uh, for helping the regime with the desperacidos. Oh, okay. The, the, the disappearance of thousands of people. He was under investigation collaborating with the regime. Now, he, uh, he came in, in was it 2.13, I think it was, wasn't That's it? That's right, Jess, yeah. Near the two popes, okay. Now, Ratzinger, whom I wasn't a particular fan of either, uh, was a relatively young man, well, in good health, let's say, for a pope. There was no particular reason for him to resign. He wasn't popular, but, that's why. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a good face for the Catholic Church. I don't think it was that. I think that, the, first of all, the powers that be, which would be the WEF, really, in this world at the moment, who is running, is running the world, who represent industrialists, pharmaceuticals, and so forth, put pressure on politicians to put pressure on him. They brought in Francis, who basically, if you want, if you want to talk about uh, 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 what you call it... Uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, well, you know, he put it like that if you want, yeah. But he 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 came in. What did he do? It's when when the uh, the vaccines were introduced, he uh. supported the vaccines. Never. Uh, so so so. Did, with, with the greatest respect, I'm not going down the vaccine route today. But with the greatest respect, loads of you know people who are in high positions supported the vaccines. It wasn't just a poke. But, but my point is, okay, that, I, I'm not going down. We're not going into a vaccine debate today. Paddy, I, I, I don't have time I for it. I want no, I know, I want no, Paddy. I'm, I'm not going into that. We want to focus on what we're talking about, and what we're talking about is the decline of the Catholic Church. And does it surprise you that people still go to mass? I'm not talking about vaccines today. We can talk about it another day if you want. It's well. It, it, please invite me on to talk about it because it's very important <laughs> what, he, what he did during the. <laughs> I'm be... talking about what I'm talking about as far as the vaccine is concerned. This is the only thing I'm going to say about it is that when he when it was found that there were stem cells from from fetuses on born fetuses in the stem in the vaccine he oh, said Jesus it was Christ. that's all I'm going to say about it that's all I want to say about that okay right okay, okay. do you go do you go to mass paddy sorry do you go to mass i don't no no and would you do you think that people who go to mass are supporting the wrong cause no, I know a lot of very, very good people who go to Mass, and it's their absolute right. Well, let St. Andy's Road. Okay. So, uh, well, I don't think their intention is doing damage. But the church, I mean, the, the church is, 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 is gone down a complete... Look, for example, I was in, I was in the... I was in, another time I'd walk into the church just for, to get off the, the, the sound of the city or the town. And I was in Drogheda last week, and I went into uh, I went into the, the Augustinian Church in Shop Street, and there was a Ukrainian flag hanging there. Now, as much as you can feel sorry for the Ukrainians and so forth, you can't bring politics into the church, and you can't have gay pride and LGBTQ flags in churches or outside churches. And that's what. Well, then obviously, well, then obviously, you're a supporter of the church if you, if you feel that strongly about it. 
If you feel that, if Sorry? you feel if you feel that's wrong, you're obviously a supporter of the church. Yeah, I'm not a supporter of the church. Well then, why, well, well, then why do you care? Well, then why do you care about the flags? I care about the flag because the church, if the church is supposed to be a spiritual entity, yeah, but you don't. Well, yeah, but you just tell me you don't support the church and don't care about them anyway. Do you care about the church? I don't give a dog. Well, then why do you, well, then why do you give a dogs about the flags that are hanging up inside? Why do you care? Why does it bother you I so care much? Because it's, 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 it's hypocritical. They are supposed to be a spiritual entity. Yeah, I, do, I know, I, I agree we should never be mixing politics, and it is a political movement, LGBTQ. I get that, I, I get what you're talking about. But why do you care? Because I don't care, because I don't care particularly about the Catholic Church. I, I, I care about people's religion, and I respect people's religion, but I don't care about the Catholic Church. So I couldn't give a damn if they put, I don't know, a swastika hanging up in the middle of the church. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest, because I don't go to it. I don't go there. Jesus said you don't go there. I hate hypocrisy. That's all. That's the only reason. Oh, okay. I hate hypocrisy. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, Paddy. Appreciate that. Let me let me just go to Tony. Sorry, Tony wants to come in here as well. Sorry, Tony. Hi. How are you? Okay. Yeah, not really. No. Go on. I'm getting confused now. What's wrong with you? I'm just getting confused, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Make the point. I'm getting confused or what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I know. Confused, Paddy went into about 400 million topics there. He went into vaccines, LGBTQ. He was going into a little, know, bit, a little bit, a smidgen of everything. It's like making a cake. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. That's starting to drive you mad now already. So go on. Getting back to what we were talking about, I suppose. Do you still <laughs> support the church? Do you go to church, do you, Tony? I do, I do, but, um... Yeah, look, I do go into a church, yeah, but I don't go to Mass. Okay. And I've been confronted priests about what's happened in the past, and I've said, and the priests have said to me, yeah, but there's some good people as there well. There is, there is good people. And I've done what you said, yeah, and, uh... Yeah, but just like, and the answer I gave them there, I says, yeah, but the good people, I says, we're doing all the covering up for the bad people. And it just left them stunned. It just left them with. Mm. Yeah, but just like I saw a priest standing there and they hadn't got an answer. Yeah, but still, like, I just still have my faith and I go in and light a candle and I say a prayer for my family and things like that for health and happiness. That's all I ever ask for. Is it a bit hypocritical? But yes, I do. Is it hypocritical to go into a building and support an organisation that has been responsible. I, yes, it's been responsible for a lot of good, but responsible for so much bad as well. Oh, no, and it's been horrendous. And I mean, if you look back to, I'm not even going to say Father Smith, it was Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith, I mean, yeah. Man, yeah. Abused 20 children. Yeah. He personified evil. That man was just, yeah. he personified evil. Scumbag of the highest would, order. Yeah, but just like I would gladly stone him, you know what I mean? It was just absolutely horrible. Well, well, I did mention they, they covered his grave in concrete, not in soil, and I think that was to make sure he yeah, never well, got out of it. steel around the concrete as well. As well, I, I think the main reason for that was they were afraid people were going to dig him up and do something to his body. I hope... Yeah. I just hope that man... I just hope that man yeah, just like didn't have a Christian burial because he didn't deserve it. He I was. He actually, he, did, actually. he looked like the devil. He looked like the devil reincarnated. He did actually. He, he, did. he looked so evil, didn't he? He yeah, was right. just so evil. Uh, but no, and there's several points. I'm not covering. I'm not making excuses for the church. I'm not making. Look, but it's going on again, and it's being ignored again. Mm. There's children being trafficked all over Ireland. Mainstream media won't talk about it. The politicians, the minister for we children. Did, we, but but hang on, when you say mainstream, when you say mainstream, well, hang on, when you say mainstream media, 
Only you done a piece on it, and you had the two people. On and I'm going to have the I'm going to have the two people on this podcast for in the next few days again. So, yeah, but I'm talking about like in general, Noel, it has been ignored. This should be headlines. You're right. All you're right. Open newspapers. It's but it's not. Well, the only only piece, the only people, well, in fairness, the Irish Times, they did do the report, but the only piece, yeah, the only piece was Leo Varad, Grip Media, and Leo Varadkar saying that it is under investigation. But you've got to remember, that's not the church, that's the state, by the way, Tusla is the state, yeah, so. But that's what I'm saying, like, the state was in cahoots with the church before and covering up, and now they're doing the exact same thing again. Mm. They're ignoring it, hoping it'll go away. Yeah, it's shock- it is a shocking report. Yeah. yeah, but like the minister for children, I don't think has even made a but, comment. Yeah, but it. here's the thing, and I go back to what Dave, when I was talking to David and Steve about earlier on. If it's found out in a report that any ministers or any individuals within Tusla uh, are are new or know of abuse going on of teenage girls, which is what the suggestion of the report is, and that is to be investigated. Yeah. And if that is the case, and that children have gone missing in this country, that, that were under the care of, of Tusla, if that is the yeah. case, people responsible should be fired. Prosecution. And prosecuted. No, but they have so much... Hold on, those. All the ministers in this country, as far as I'm concerned, and the powers that they have so much shit on each other, but that the whole house of cards will fall down. Mm. The whole thing will fall apart because they have so much... Okay. And I, I, I am going to come back to it. Please, I know people keep saying it to me by text that you're going to come back to it. I am. I was just waiting because the individuals uh, who I spoke to about the report are on holidays or were on holidays. Yeah. So I will it's come. It's just like there's no way that something this big, Noel, is able to be ignored like that. No, it can't. No, you're right. It can't be ignored. But getting, getting back to going into a physical church. Now, no, no, please let me speak. This is for the protection of children. All right, but just like we had a, a big primetime investigator that was on your show for calves and cows. Where's the primetime investigator for the children? Where is it? There's no talk about it. They're not making one, are Why not? Because the whole house of cards will fall down. I, I, don't, I don't know, Tony, and I think maybe there is. There, now, I, I don't know for sure. I do have faith in primetime investigates, and I do believe if there's something to be investigated, they will do it. And maybe they are doing it. Those investigations on primetime can take up to three or four months. That report only came out last month. So it may take a little bit of time to do a proper investigation. Give them the benefit. You're hardly going to, if you're doing an investigation, you're hardly going to make it public because you don't want to tip people off. I'm talking about silence across the board. No, I know. I know you are 100% right. The mainstream media should be covering the story more. Absolutely. And the politicians should be screaming at each other in Dáil Ireland, saying, are we going to get to the bottom of this? Couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. And you are 100% right. And I hope that Primetime Investigates, if there is something to be investigated, are currently investigating it. And maybe there will be a show out in the next few months. But in the meantime, I will be talking to the people responsible, Tony, in the next few days. Okay, no, but I do want to get back to it. The voice part. Okay, sure. Okay, thank thanks, you. Thank you. Um, okay, let, me go, let me go to James. James, just finally on this, um, just you've heard what Steve has to say. Uh, not too pleased that people would even think about, uh, you know, supporting the Catholic Church after all they've done. Uh, uh, good afternoon, Al. Yeah. Oh, I will continue to support the church till the day I die now. I've been part of the church since I was obviously baptised, and I will be. Par- I will continue to support it for the majority of the good people in the Catholic Church. 
I won't be supporting the Father Brendan Smiths or all of those type of people, but I'll be going in because of the, of the good priests we have here in Cork. And people like Father Peter McVerry, who has spent his whole life looking after the marginalised and the, and the alcoholics. And I only saw him the other day. He, he had a big bruise on his face. He had been attacked by one of the people that he helps, one of the drug addicts. They struck him in the face. So and he, continues, he, and he continues to help them, even though he's nearly 80 years old. And we had Brother Kevin, who was in the, uh, the Capuchin Centre in Dublin, started that 40 years ago, looking after the homeless, long before it was popular to be looking after the homeless. And he spent his whole life looking after the poor and, in Dublin. And I'm not going to disagree with you, James. There are a lot of good people within the Catholic Church. And I could Church. name thousands of those, now, Thousands of them. Absolutely. Thousands. Okay, I can, I can also sit beside you and draw up a list of people who are bad people, too. But Niall, only the other day, one of my uh, friends, he's an elderly man, he went up to his local park up here on the west side of the city to sit down. He's a father and a grandfather to read his paper, loved looking at the kids playing around. One of the security men came over to him and he said, sir, you wouldn't mind, he said, moving because one of the ladies there is not happy about you being here. And would you move to the other side of the park? I'd make my life easier. I know you're not. There's no problem with you. So he did a course. And he said, "James, I won't be going up there again." No. So there you go, Nile. I know, I know. But I know. of course, thousands of men, Nile. I've been looking at the newspaper for the last twenty years. Thousands and thousands of men have abused their children, Nile. But it doesn't mean I will turn against all fathers, Nile, and say they mustn't be involved in underage sport. They mustn't be involved in underage soccer. It would be very unfair, Nile, wouldn't it? It would. I do, but I don't know whether that's a good analogy. You know what I mean? Because you can equally say thousands of women, actually more women, are responsible for the physical abuse of children. Oh, not, not for sexual abuse. Not, men, not all sexual men abuse. Do the sexual no, 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 sexual abuse, but the physical abuse of children. So, and equally, I wouldn't ignore all women either for physically abusing children because that's what has happened in society. But, but what I'm saying, that's, I don't think that's a good analogy because what we're doing is generalizing. We're talking about an individual organization. I'm not talking about religion as a whole, James. I respect your belief in religion and you keep following your religion and they say the same to David. What I'm talking about is the organization responsible for promoting religion, which is the PR company as such, which is the Catholic Church. And, yes, and it's not a PR company. Though. Well, but yes. if you, no, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it from a, a layman's point of view. A P, if it was a PR company, it would be very bad at its job. Well, it would, it, would be, it would be really bad at its job, can I just point out? But isn't that the point I'm making? You Wouldn't you be using that PR company anymore? Yeah, but that's why it's not a PR company. Well, it is. It's, it's, it is a, it well, is a, well, I, no, it's a religion. Well, well hang and on. Like, no, the religion is not the Catholic the, Church. The Catholic Church is not the religion. Okay, now all of the people that are involved in all of the people that are involved in kind of scandals, like they come and go, right? But the religion is there, so I mean, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's the, the the principle behind it, and that's what we believe in. I mean, it is the congregation. Yeah, yeah, but but that congregation yeah. that you talk about, or not the congregation. That the is people. the church now, not the priest. Oh no, 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 the people, the, the people, now. the people of the church. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, but, yes. But, now. Uh, but I'm agreeing with both of you, right? But the, the building that you go into, the men in the black suits with the white collars, right? Most of them are good people, by the way. I'm not having a go at them all. Most of them are good people, right? But that whole image has been tarnished. And also, most of that, David and James, as you well know, is man-made. It's nothing to do with Jesus, nothing to do with God, the confession box, the idea that they have to be celibate, they're not allowed to marry. All, all, they're all man-made rules that were made uh, in the kind of 11th century. So... Realistically, that's not the church. That doesn't represent what Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, what he said. But the church says that the building now is 
the house of the Lord. And I know people who go to the church to pray. But your house could be no the house of God. But you, There's but, no time for the Catholic yeah, Church. But, but it doesn't but have to be the church. Private faith to, to, to meet the Lord and be in his presence. But you but can meet the Lord in your front room if you want to, James. Do you know what I mean? Right? You can meet the Lord in your front room or kitchen if you yeah, want well, to. Well, he is present there in the tabernacle now. That's why people want to go there and uh, show him respect. But uh, I, I would have no problem going into the church and uh, worshiping the Lord. It's got nothing to do with the priest. The priest won't be there if you want to go in and say a prayer now. Uh, so uh, I, I can't understand why anyone wouldn't want to go to, the, to, to visit the Lord and have their own relationship with him. Uh, you don't have to be a member of the Catholic Church to have a relationship with God, you know now. David, can I ask you a question, David? Just yeah. uh, just before we finish up, I, I just venture slightly into religion rather than just the Catholic Church. Mm. Um, as you know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. And I find yeah. it sometimes difficult. Well, not difficult, but, but, but maybe a, a little bit unusual to understand how people are, who are otherwise extremely intelligent people, and I, I gather, David, you're an intelligent person I, from the conversation we've had so far today that you're an extremely intelligent person. And, I'd like to think I am. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and do you believe everything that's in the Bible? It's, uh, that's a very that's a very big question. Um, um, do I believe everything in the Bible? Are I you on a The cart? Bible is the inspired word of God, uh, but I can't just pick up the Bible and take it at face value because it's a collection. It's a library of books written at diff- uh, uh, written in different styles, um, and each part needs to be interpreted. Um, so it's not like I know. Like atheists would go, "Oh, how how come God in the Old Testament is a cruel um, and a punishing, vengeful God, and the God in the New Testament is is loving and and forgiving?" Um, and I'm not again. Okay, okay well, let, let me cut to the chase. Let me just cut to the chase, right? Yeah. Do you believe every story in the Bible, or do you believe those stories just are stories with good morals? And James, I'll ask you the same question in a few minutes because I also believe you're a very intelligent man. And like, let me, and I always ask this particular one: the story of Noah and his yeah. family who built a boat for what scientists would have believed at that particular time on Earth there would have been 1.2 million species of land-faring animals. You don't include the birds or the fish, obviously, of land-faring animals. A boat big enough for them, with just him, his wife, and was it two children or four? I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, with Bronze Age tools, do, do you believe that story actually happened? You asking me that? Um, no, no. I'll ask David first. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's meant to be a history book or interpreted like a history okay, book. Like that's that. a fair point. Um, so uh, I mean, there's a, there's a message in there's there a message in the story, and, and I get that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a moral, yeah. there's a moral story. Well, let me ask James the same question just very quickly, sorry, and I'll come back to you I later. would answer much the same as that gentleman answer now. There's a message there and you interpret it your own way, you know? But you don't I, believe I was, it actually I, physically happened? Yeah, I, I was actually delighted. You had an interview there recently, a great interview, uh, talk about intelligent men. With, I think he was a neurosurgeon uh, now, a pr- pr- professor right, yes. there, one of your late interviews. And... Uh, yeah. He was talking about uh, the afterlife and a soul and all that. Yeah. And uh, do you remember that now? I do, yeah. It was about uh, two weeks ago at night, wasn't yes, it? Late at yes, night, very right? interesting, highly intelligent man. And uh, uh, I was delighted to hear him uh, talking yeah. about a soul and the afterlife and all that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and he was a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Sorry, there David. There are intelligent people now. <laughs> there are. David, you wanted, to ask, you wanted to ask me a question just before we finish. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Niall, I have an uncle who's an atheist, and we have a good laugh and a good discussion about about uh, is there God, is there is there not God, and stuff. 
And one thing I one thing I will uh, uh, ask you to do me a favor is, and and I have we had this joke with him. I was like, look, if you if you want to know if there's God or not, you can ask him. And it's a very if you go into a room where nobody can hear you and start talking to God, and ask him to show himself in your life. And at the very least, if he's not there, then at the very least, you've just been talking to yourself. So, <laughs> and if he is there, can I ask him for the lottery if numbers? <laughs> if he is there, I'll tell you this, uh, uh, Niall, like I, I have experienced a lot of miracles in my life. I know, I know like being an atheist, you wouldn't believe in that, but, uh, or it could be something called serendipity or whatever. But very specific things have happened to me in very specific ways that I've, that I've asked for. And that's obviously not the basis of my faith. It's one of the perks. Um, but uh, it, it's certainly like things have happened in abundance in, a very, in very specific ways. When I, and, and the way, when I'm asking for something, it's not like, oh, maybe this will happen or that will happen. It's like, I need this and I need it now. Yeah, James uh, has been telling me the same thing for years. James has been telling me he's been dodging death for years. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, he doesn't seem to want me, I'm afraid. James says he wakes up every morning just glad he's alive. <laughs> if, you do, if you do talk to God now, no, no one will know. Only you will know. Yeah, okay. Worst thing, as you're right, the worst thing that could happen is I feel like a fool. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. Listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate both of you coming on. David, thank you for saying as long as you did. David Conroy, and also James, my good friend. Uh, Graham says on Twitter, no and yes, this is in relation to, you know, supporting the church and and going to Mass. And if you don't go to church, like the vast majority of us, you're not a Catholic. Razor's Edge says on Twitter, same thing happening in Ireland right now under Tussle's watch. I have no religion, by the way. Forget the religion. Prosecute the abusers, whoever they are. Castrate them if necessary. Couldn't agree with you more, by the way. Why would boys be uh, taught to say nothing about abuse when girls also take a long time to do the same? I'm doing it um, Well, I, I think there was always this theory by psychologists and psychiatrists when they were looking into all the reports many, many years ago. And I remember reading a, a report by a psychologist as to why primarily priests seem to pick, or abusers in general, tend to pick young boys, um, uh, pedophiles. Um, and there are numerous theories on that, by the way. But the main one is that there was always this belief, whether it be right or wrong, by the abuser that the boy is less likely to say something. He's more likely to keep the secret, which is horrendous, isn't it? Uh, Laura says, um, I understand there is a good priest working in the, on the ground, but what about the systematic dismissal of child abuse at the top of this organisation and moving around child abusers to work around more vulnerable people while wrongly allowing survivors to be gagged and threatened with prosecutions? All, of, all while uh, today they deny restorative measures to, uh, to survivors and charitable denied contributions to the Magdalene Apology. And I think that's probably more about the money for the mother and baby homes than anything else. All right. Listen, so many people, by the way, were messaging in today. The topic came about, of course. Uh, they always say that one bad thing, something come, good comes. And, of course, sadly, from the death of Sinead O'Connor came that topic today, which many people are talking about, because as well as being known, well-known for her talent and her beautiful voice, she's also exposed well-known for her vulnerability and for her outspoken views in relation to the Catholic Church. And, of course, that very image that we'll always remember of her on Saturday Night Live, tearing up uh, the picture of the Pope. Anyway, I did want to try and get to another topic today about Kevin Spacey. I'm not going to have time to do it now, so we might get to it again tomorrow. So, Dove, or not tomorrow, 
Is it for, what day is today? Today's Thursday. Yeah, it'll be Monday. So don't forget, join us again on Monday at 12 o'clock. If you want to listen to this show, or any, indeed, any of the shows, you can go to my website, nileboylan.com. That's nileboylan.com. You can also listen to all our podcasts, all nine weeks of them, pardon me, so far. And you can go to Spotify or indeed our website. If you want to watch them and see the videos, you've got to go to the website. You don't do that on Spotify. And don't forget, we take down the stream that's live at the moment on Facebook and Twitter. We take that down as soon as the show is over. We would ask you, politely, of course, to support us. We don't, as you can see, there's no advertising. Look, see behind me here. No advertising or anything like that. There's no advertising here on Below Me or anything like that. So we rely solely on your support. It's almost like a donation, isn't it? And if you want to make that five euro donation, all you're going to do is click the subscribe button, which is up the top here on Twitter. You'll see it on Twitter. Subscribe up over my name there, my profile. Or you can go to our website and do it there as well. If you can, although we're having slight technical detail problems with that, which we should have amended by the end of the week. Either way, you can just send a check in the post. I'm joking. You can subscribe. It's a five or a month. And all it does is it helps us to give you this platform every day. Remember, this is just not my show. It is your show. It's your show, not just mine. So please, by the way, tell a friend about the show. Share it around. Um, you can click the subscribe button. You can tell other people to subscribe as well if you want to, to help us. And, of course, the more subscriptions we get, the better we can make this. We want to make it better. We have plans to make it better. Those plans cost money, money that we don't have, but we would like to do it for you. And we want to make this show bigger. We want the production to be better. We want to give you more opportunities. We want to get a man out on the street. We want to do all sorts of different things. But all that is not possible without your support. So you can subscribe at any stage by clicking the subscribe button. It's up the top. I would ask people to do it. Thank you very much to all those who already have. Not enough of you, but all those who already have. Remember, you'll never be charged for watching it live. We stream it live on Facebook and Twitter every day. That will never change, and you will never be charged for watching it live. So you can watch it for free every single day. All we ask is that you help us by supporting us and by subscribing. The easiest way to do it, as I said, is on Twitter. You can just do it on your phone. It's very quick. Pay, pay to Apple Pay or whatever it is. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. It's a fiver. Price of a pint. Talk to you again on Monday at 12 o'clock. Until then, don't forget, go to the website and watch all the shows or listen to them on Spotify, whatever it is you want to do. Thanks very much and talk to you again on Monday. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.